How do you do? This is my podcast and it's just for you. It's called Tent Talks and it's a Lord of Shame. But I hope you enjoy it because I've kept it light. It's 30 minutes long and all about inside the people, the places, and the borough pride. Nice one. Thanks for tuning in to uh, episode three of TED Talks, the Ted Anky podcast, like, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, just thanks for supporting the show and that, because uh, I think it's fucking class, me, really, like. But uh, anyway, that's my personal opinion. Uh, so this is uh, this is uh, recorded in conjunction with Butterfan TV and Showcase Comedy. Butterfan TV providing Middlesbrough Football Club fan content uh, and some other class stuff on that. And Showcase Comedy uh, put on a lot of comedy nights in the North East and Yorkshire and a proper mint. So there you go. That's the sponsorship plugs done and that. Well, with me in the uh, in the studio uh, this week, I've got uh, well, I've got well, I say he's my mate, but uh, he's actually uh, he's actually my brother-in-law. He's Julie's Julie's brother, <laughs> uh, Mala. How are you doing, Mala? All right. How <laughs> How are you doing, everybody? Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, not, man, it's not live. It's not live, mate. Like I'm, I'm recording this, uh, and then you know, then we put it out on the podcast. That's how it works. All right. I, I just assumed like it was some sort of casting, like you know, like everybody's listening, and like they put little comments on, like they do on Facebook. Nah, mate. Nah, that nah, just doesn't work like that. Don't Your Julie knows. She should have told you about this. The silly get. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was too busy. I was down the bus last night when I wasn't listening. What we what, what were we doing down the bus? Were you Scotland? Nah, man, nah, you know what I mean? All I was doing was I've got this little scheme on the go at the minute where I take back 50 bob bits. You know what I mean? I make a little bit extra. I've been selling me wares, little bits of pies and that I found on the floor. I can tidy them up and take on the bus with me. I've been making yeah, a right. candy bob like it's good. Oh, right. It's like, uh, that's like second-hand pastry, isn't it? That's quite quite good, that, yeah? No right. one's doing that, mate. You're, you're innovating. It's good for the environment, you know what I mean? That's, that's how yeah. I see it. Stuff's, stuff's <laughs> people throwing sausage rolls to the ducks in Norton's duck pond. <laughs> <'cause it's> fucking, <laughs> it's not good for them, is it? Ian, I'm telling you now, right? Uh, I went down to Norton Duck Pond the other day. Do you know what I mean? Just on a constitutional, like, I had, like, a couple of bottles of brown ale. And uh, yeah. I just, there's a sign, right, and it says, you can only feed these ducks crack corn. What's that all about? They've gone all cosmopolitan on us. Crack corn? Crack. Is that, like... Like drug, drug corn. I, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I took heed of the advice, so I didn't give him the, the stodgy bun that I'd got off our mum. Uh, all I did is I went and got some popcorn because I thought that'd be the same thing. So, you know what I mean? They were all chowing down on popcorn. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you could have put a film on for them. Uh, just a warning for you there, ladies and gentlemen, be careful when you're on the duck pond because apparently there's some smacked up geese knocking about now. So, uh, according to Maller, anyway. Go uh, on, read the signs, man. Read the signs. Read, read the signs. Maller, listen, Maller, listen, uh, my podcast, TED Talks, right? Uh, we do a lot of talking about the borough and that, and Woodgate and Robbie King's wife because she's fucking well tardy. But uh, what's, what's your thoughts on the, the borough this season? Because, uh, you know, you had to see 
season ticket 26 years ago, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I was a bit famous around the borough at, at, at the time. Uh, it was a bit of a mover and shaker with the boys. I've got some stories for you, like, but uh, to be honest, mate, I'm happy with Woodgate, you know, because he is one of our own. You know what I mean? What uh, does that so, mean? Like one, one of one of our one own. Of our it own. sounds like sounds like some sort of like naughty little inbred secret family secret, doesn't it? Oh man, he's probably the greatest centre back product to come out of Middlesbrough since David Weider. Well, what's a it's a fucking bold statement, that man. Eh? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I'm even going to put. I'm having this. If you're having this, have a listen, right? I would say he's better on the ball than Matthew Bates was. And everyone knew that he could play in midfield as well. So that's the sort of calibre of man I'm looking at with Woody. Yeah, but what's he like as a manager? You know what I mean? Apart from like he's had some good hairstyles over the years. You know, what What do you think he can bring to the uh, the squad that he hasn't, you know, do you think he sat in the shadows with Publis there and didn't really, you know, voice his opinion and now he's going to come out and just be like, fucking, hey, look at me, lads, oh, don't be doing that, do this, that type of thing. I think he's got the respect of all the lads because he is one of our own. You know what I mean? I think he's got the respect of the supporters. He is one of us. Do you know what I mean? Proper T-side, proper back. We're back. The team's back. They're going to be playing with passion. They're going to be playing with pride. Do you know what I mean? They'll be playing for the shirt again. I like that. Yeah, I like that. This is just how I was down... I was down the club the other day and all the lads are talking about it like, we don't reckon we're going to sign nobody, but that's all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the young lads are going to come in and Woodgate's going to be about and he's going to be like, oh, like, get a move on. And they'll all be running dead fast for the ball and that and Perkovich is going to be going mad slapping people. It's going to be it, blue, man. It's I want to see Perkovic, right? I want to see when when we play Leeds. I want to see Perkovic, right? Get Belisa in a fucking sleeper hold and choke him out. <laughs> How class would that be? Like, ah, yeah. I reckon he'll do it, me, you know. Yeah, he's class one. I can't wait. It's just going to be excellent because even if we're not winning, Perkovic is just going to go and knock someone out on the sidelines. It's it's going to be proper top value for money this season, I think. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be proper beauty, you know. It's going to be beauty. Yeah, it's the first time I think in a long time I've come into a season and thought I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered if we do well or not. I just I want to see him put some young lads in because I mean. We're not millionaires, are we? We're not billionaires. We're not going to like keep up with all the bigger teams and that. Do you know what I mean? We're just a small community team, so I think we should just be doing what we're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a change of direction, isn't it? It's a change of direction, and it's what we need. And he's got some nice, hungry coaches who've got fit wives. Uh, yeah, I, I have to tell you something, though. I have heard a little thing that uh, all the lads who work offshore, they're all, like, bounding the massive cash balls together and they're going to take Gibson out, I think. Really? There's going to be a conglomerate of, of lads, you know, mainly from Lower Ingleby, who've all been working offshore, doing a bit of graft. It's, it's funny you should bring that up, you know, actually, because uh, I've, uh, you know, ever since I've been, like, a little, got a bit, a bit famous in that and stuff like that, uh, and my podcast is now very, very popular in the uh, in the North Middlesbrough area, I've had a few people come to me and go, hey, Ted, can we fucking can we advertise on your podcast or what? And I said, I said, yeah. So uh, this is an advert uh, for um, an offshore recruitment agency 
and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it now and uh, and see what you think. Uh, right here we go. Do you want to work offshore? Do you want to earn so much money that you can buy as many eight balls as you want on a weekend? That's right. You need to sign up with Doyle and Co. And we will get you these offshore opportunities. Let's listen to a couple of our employees. Offshore now for about about six months, you know, six months on, six months off, and uh, I can uh, I can afford. I've got a new Breitling watch. Uh, I've got a I've got a top of the range uh, Range Rover. Uh, I've not got a girlfriend though, but I always pull at the weekend because I flash the cash. That's right. You want to be flashing the cash at the weekend too? Well, sign up to Doyle & Co. And you could be working on many of our offshore sites. Let's listen to another guy. Uh, yeah, I've been doing offshore stuff for, uh, for a while now. And, uh, you know, it's a bit weird because when I'm away, um, you know, well, that's always seems they're really happy for me to return. But uh, I've got a funny feeling she is getting banged off everyone while I'm away. That's right. Can you stay in a monogamous relationship while you're working offshore? Our workers' wives do. Hey, you can even get yourself a plasma TV to put above your fireplace in your rented accommodation. Work offshore, earn loads of money, tax-free. Doyle & Co. Look it up. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna have to start listening to some of these adverts that are uh, being submitted because I'm not sure that's uh, that sounds like a legitimate opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, not mocking the lads who work offshore. You know what I mean? Doing rope access work and and painting boats and stuff like that. You know, it's a tough job, but uh, you know, you do all wear Breitling watches though and uh, spend all your money on shite. But hey, anyway, that's just my opinion. You know, but uh, you know, look up. Dylan that's all I'm saying. Look it up. Would you would you be tempted with that advert, Mala? Yeah, well, yeah, I've, you know me, I've done a bit of all sorts, me. I've done a bit of offshore work myself, but unfortunately it wasn't on an oil rig. Do you know what I mean? I had a dinghy off the coast of Whitby doing a bit of crabbing. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't technically technically earning the big bucks, but you know what I mean? Bit of crab was all right. I was gonna say as much crab as a man can desire. Well, do you know I, I was I was happy with it. Do you know what I mean? I mean all the rest of the lads were getting themselves away to uh, like uh, like Holland and that. And I just thought I'm having a piece of that action. Only cost us three quid for the dinghy. Spot on, man. Sorry, that, yeah. And I was back on the night to go at the club. None of this two weeks on, two weeks off, but I mean, you can go out and spread your crabs in Whitby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what they do, man. That's what we're gonna be doing. That's what the that's what their their wives are doing, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're all, uh, they're all uh, you're t- telling me, like, that these, these, I mean, I'm sorry if people listening to this and they work offshore and this is their, like, you know, they're enjoying the podcast and that, but your wives are getting scuttled and, and, and 
banged at home. Well, 50% of them are statistically. And I've done the research because I've scuttled a few myself, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, you beat you be too much. I'm not with Julie anymore. I told you, Julie, she kicked me out. She kicked me out living on me allotment. She's fucking, she's up to, she's up to no good with that Puffy Derek. She's with Puffy Derek all the time. Listen, you've still got to stay true to her, you know what I mean? It's it's one of them things. You've got to be there for her when she wants you back. She's a complicated I had woman. around. I had around mm. watching Muff Island with me, and, you know, I was hoping I was going to get stuck into a flange, but she was having none of it. <laughs> Listen, right, she is a complicated woman. Do you know what I mean? You have to satisfy all her needs. You know, like a, 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 maybe maybe you go to a chip shop for a nice meal, uh, but also the culture side of it. You know, make a bingo. You know, try and try and hit the cultural high spots. Lecker, you know. Just man, get her a dabber. She's away all night. I've seen her. She's like a ninja. Well, uh, I've, 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 well, I've made my own dabbers out of parsnips and paint. So I've seen it, man. Yeah, so I'll, I'll use a couple of them. That'll be all right, won't it? I mean, I love, I love. I mean, me and Julie, we've got a, a love hate relationship. You know what I mean? I love her. She ate everything. Fucking nothing left in the fridge at all. <laughs> nothing left in the fridge at all, and I can't afford to maintain a woman of that stature. So. No, oh, she, she was too much woman well, for you. That you was mean. we only escaped down the allotment because she knew it was vegetables down there. She won't eat fucking vegetables, so she wouldn't come down there looking for me. Now I'm living there. Uh, well, yeah, I've done, done me time on the allotments myself. I've got a couple of stories, actually. Go on, go on. Uh, you might be interested in being a butter podcast. When I was down on my allotment uh, back in back in the mid the mid eighties, I'm talking like eighty six. You know when the borough were in trouble and that. A lot of people don't know this, but I only had some of the butter team working for me. Didn't I pick and veg when there really? were skins? Honestly, God, oh aye, like Bernie Slaven used to do carrots, and uh, Gary Pallister used to do parsnips. You know, he was a better class of player, Pallister, so he had the better class of root vegetable. It was one of the favourite things, you know, and I was helping them out. And often I'd come down and I'd, like, Stuart Ripley, I'd be trying to have a go at the Brussels, and I'd be like, hey, Ripley, behave yourself. You know, but I didn't mind because he needed them for them super speedy runs he used to do down the wing. Oh, but you'd never get a grafter like Slaven, honestly. I used to pull up any tonnage of uh, a root veg, man. He was mint. No, man, had it. That Proctor was on radishes. Proctor, are you? I tell you, uh, there's some sneaky, like, dirty stories going on about Proctor and radishes. <laughs> uh, it's it's something I wasn't happy with even at the time. Uh, but something that was quite unusual was that Stephen Pears actually liked apples. Oh, like, yeah, you, you, you would assume we would like yeah. pears, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can have that, you know what I mean? Maybe, Just maybe, put that on your back pocket. Maybe the only pears he liked was a big pair of wangers, because uh, we all know pears, he had an eye for the ladies. Is that nice? Uh, it, I didn't know I that. don't know, I made it up. Was I hope his wife doesn't listen, because I just made that up. Sorry, Mrs. Pears. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mrs. Pears. He's only been, he's been, you know what I mean, a bit naughty. Don't try to be funny. Uh, yeah, let me tell you something. Like, like, uh, yeah, they had the lads, like, they'll never believe this, but it's it completely, it's true. It's true, I'm telling you. Hey, I was up there, 1997, you know, the League Cup final against Leicester, right? I saved the day. Do you know that? What? 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 What, what do you mean? What did you do? Uh, yeah, right. 
Because what I know we lost in that, but like it, it, honestly, it wouldn't have even started, right? So I was up the top of Limpop Road, and uh, all of a sudden, I saw this like Ferrari up the top, and it, it like sort of broken down, and it was only Emerson, wasn't it? Emerson was up the top, and he was like, "Oh man, me car! What am I gonna do?" So Emerson. Me, it was Emerson, man. You remember Emerson? He was mint. What could I do, Emerson? What right. could I, I remember seeing his bell end. It was massive. Oh, he, well, he was a big... Well, I felt it, but uh, this is a different story. Well, so then. anyway, uh, his, his Ferrari had sort of broken down. And there I was. I was on my bike, and he looked up at me, and I looked at him. I went, hey, yeah, uh, jump on. Do you know what I mean? So I give him a backy all the way down Limpop Road, the riverside. It was class, man. It was like out of Rocky. There was like people cheering us on, like Emerson. And I was just like going dead fast and that. Children running after you as well, you know, up the street like that, through through the market and like doing like bunny ops and stuff. Yeah, it was mint, man. I got all the way down the riverside. I just scared. And Robson, like he was on the coach and he went, oh, Emerson. Get on. And he walked in and Emerson turned around to give me an high five, right? And I was like happy with that. And Robson said, Hey, Amal, do you want to come down with us? I've got someone on the bench. But unfortunately, you know what I mean? I had some, I had like a little uh, game of dominoes going on with the lads in the buff. So I said, We're made up, much appreciated, but I'm going to go. I still believe that's why tactically we lost that cup final because I wasn't there to, you know what I mean, preside over it. Oh, mate, that's a, that's a great story, that Maller, you know. I mean, I can't top that at all. I mean, the closest I can get to that is I, I once lent Jan Agaviot off my swing ball uh, for his garden. He's having a garden party, and he and he said, excuse me, Ted, can I borrow your swing ball set? And I went, yeah, of course, of course you can, Jan, you know what I mean? You can, have, you can have swing ball. I've got some giant Jenga there you can have as well. And he was, oh, yes, that's great, thank you. So uh, he had a great party, uh, thank, thanks to me and my uh, my garden games. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, do you know, on the back of that story, though, do you know what I mean? Every good turn that you do as a borough lads, right, sometimes people do take the piss, and that Emerson did take the piss a bit with a borough, didn't he? But uh, let me tell you what I knew straight away. I'd only had a look at my back pocket after I've dropped him off and the coach had gone. He's only had two of me Berkeley out, hasn't he? No, oh, you know I mean? menthols. I, I, th- I, th- I thought I could smell it when he was on the back, like, you know what I mean? But he liked the fag, and honestly, I was too missing. I was fuming. I went straight down Pat Wardell's in Thornaby and picked up two loose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to sort yeah. it out, just to, just to clear the deck with it. But you I was fuming with Emerson. I've just got this image of, like, you giving a croggy, or as you called it, a backy, the Emerson, exactly. through, through, through Linthorpe Road. Well, he's smoking a massive Berkeley menthol. There must be some eyewitnesses, like, who've seen uh, this. Well, fucking yeah, mad, yeah, isn't it? It's funny you should say that, because, like, a lot of people, I was moving that quick, I don't even think they saw what was happening. Do you oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. The coach. You have got an impressive calf, like Malice, so you're, you're a fast peddler, I'll give you that. What I mean... I've always always been a Borough supporter, as yourself. Do you know what I mean? But no one, for me, has impressed me and had as much an effect on my life of you as, Ted, when uh, we were in John Street Arcade and I saw your clock double dragon for the first time. Yeah, yeah, John, pool, John, yeah, yeah, John Street Pool Club, the arcade, Dang. yeah, in Stockton, yeah. No one had clocked double dragon before, but I clocked it straight away, you know what I mean? I fucking got all the way through them levels, beat the big boss and everything, didn't I? Clocked. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, man. Like, it was an amazing feat. There was, like, me. There was about 10 of us all round, like the double dragon one. And you can play as two players, right? But uh, Ted didn't even need that. He was just playing. He was using both the joysticks, mind, and, like, he was controlling two people yeah, at the same yeah. time. I've never got, seen I even, that. Like, I got my toes up at one point to, uh, to hold two of the buttons down to do a special move as well. It was fucking hard technique, that, you know, mate. It took me a while to uh, practice that. I would Julie said she let that was the only thing she liked about you. <laughs> well, I used to call Julie Little Toe, didn't I? Because uh, you know, no matter how how much I didn't want to, and I'd always get smashed and end up banging it on the kitchen table. So <laughs> it's uh, a little affectionate name for that. Uh, yeah, no, mate. You know, on the on the subject of computer games, you remember when we went down to Chips as well in Stockton, and you know, not only did I fucking smash Double Dragon to pieces in John Street Pool Club in Chips in Stockton, uh, I, I smashed, I, I clocked, I clocked the WWF machine, didn't I? Remember it, was Mister Perfect. Oh, you mate, that was that was like a. A world so it was a bit too expensive for me that that WWF machine. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but, uh, Fifty pence a go back then. You know what I mean? That was like that was six single cigarettes from Pat Wardell's. Yeah, oh, man, I used to have to hold up the Lowcox van just to get out. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. Just after getting used to robbing like a crate of him off the back as he was stopped, and then we take him to Pat's and get him in and get five pence back in, and then he'd come and pick the bottles up again. The daft get. Yeah, honestly. But uh, it was quite the racket. I mean, it had him all in, didn't it? I mean, there was like Hulk Hogan one there. Yeah, they had uh, Texas Tornado, Ultimate Warrior. Texas, yeah. Like, just while we're on that, did you know that that Texas Tornado only had one foot? Fuck off! He had a prosthetic foot, man. He has swear down. Is that why they called him the Tornado and he kept spinning around in a circle when he walked? I Google it. Like, he he did used to spin around, didn't he? And it people in a circle. But he only had one foot. The other one was a false foot. Hey, it's mad, that, isn't it? Wow. I heard that Jake the Snake Roberts Tash was prosthetic. <laughs> I think it was, mate, to be honest with you. I mean, it was too, look, it was too luscious at all times. Well, anyway, listen, on the, uh, on, we're on the subject of, uh, of computer games and in retro games in particular. It's nice. We've talked about football. We've talked a little bit about Scotland. We've talked a little bit about uh, some some very good stories around the allotment area, which, you know, I think is brilliant. And now uh, we've, we've moved on, uh, you know, a seamless link of computer games. I think that's great. So, I mean, did you ever used to play Sensible World of Soccer on the Amiga? Uh, yeah, I did. I did, I did. Well, I used to have to come round yours, Ted, didn't I? Do you know what I mean? Because we didn't have an Amiga. Like, uh, we were stuck with a master system. But uh, I did, yeah. I, I used to really enjoy it, especially doing them diving edits from the halfway yeah. line and making them And, like, strong. we used to be able to edit the team, didn't we? And put me and you up front for Liverpool or for Man United or someone like that. Uh, sometimes the Borough as well, but I didn't feel right overwriting some of the Borough players. Uh, so we'd put ourselves in, like, a top team and we'd just fucking go, I'd score, Ted Hunk, he'd scored about 62 goals a season. It was class. What about worms? Well, oh, mate, no, I got them. The doctor sorted me out with them, pal. No, no, you daft get. I mean, the computer game. Oh, you fired like rockets and shit like that. Yeah, well, aye. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, computer games, and what I did is uh, 
because I'm, you know, I'm well famous now. Now I'm doing my podcast and my Vodafone TV, and I've got like uh, do a bit of comedy and that. And I've got loads of celebrity friends. So what I did was uh, I, I rang a I rang a load of them up and uh, I spoke to them on the phone. And I just simply asked them, you know, what the favourite computer games uh, were from the past, and uh, and this is what they said. Uh, what would you say my favourite game is? It's got to be FIFA. Everybody loves a game of FIFA. No one gives a shit about the graphics. People say, oh, the graphics, you know, the graphics are not as good as they should be. It's exactly the same as last year, but different. I don't give a fuck. I just get me mates around. Everyone has a game of FIFA. We get the beers in. It's the best game you'll ever play. Everybody loves a game of FIFA, don't they? Alan Carr. I've got to say, my favourite game I'd ever played was WWF Warzone. Now, not because all the men are the top top and everything. Now, what I loved was the fact that you had the face, the face was good, but they had this thing going on with their arms that looked like fucking scousers, do you know what I mean? Shut the villain again! I've got to say, one of my favourite games I played on the, um, on the, 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 the video games was when PlayStation 1 came out. And I remember it was Tomb Raider. I loved that one because, like, I remember when she was just on a run against the wall, and and she'd make a noise like an orgasm, like she'd go <sighs> like that. And like, I used to get if I got quite bored and I couldn't really move on to the next level, I'd just uh, I'd just let to- I'd just let Tomb Raider run into the wall and go <sighs> every time. It was funny. I loved it. <sighs> Big Daft Boris Johnson. Oh, one of one of my one of my favourites. I love to play was. Uh... Uh, the, the, the UFC game where I would basically verse my sister and I would smash her face in. It was, I am so competitive, I wanted to smash the shit out of my sister. Yes, bah. Uh, Georgie Lovers and the deck. Uh, I've got to say, my favourite game I ever played on was Underpay, the, uh, oh, what's it called again, man? Ah, fucking hell. You should know where it is, aunt. We used to play it all the time in the dressing room. Ah, fucking hell. Crash Bandicoot. That's right, Crash Bandicoot. We used to love that one. Do you know what I found it, man? It's the fuck, man. It was like, you know what you used to play? Sonic. I played Sonic when I was about 12. Stop making me feel old. I remember playing Sonic and you had tears. Ah, you got tears, right? Tears. I often wonder where tears have gone. Do you know what I think? Tails is no Crash Bandicoot. It was Crash Bandicoot. I've never seen a new one out. That's right. I'll see you after the break. Gary Barlow? Do you know my favourite game I used to play on? It's got to be Call of Duty and I didn't get any right in doing because I was always on Call of Duty. I used to play in it for a long, long time. Diane Abbott. Okay, that's a very good question. I think my favourite game I ever played on the Commodore was a game, and I'm not sure whether it's around these days, it was a very, very good game. It was called... Grand Theft Auto. It's not around anymore, it was a long time ago, and I played that game on the Commodore, and it was a really, really good game, I loved it. Slaphead Jimmy Carr! Um, actually, one of my favourite games I used to play when I was very young was on the, uh, the Commodore. And it was a tennis game called Pong. If I'm perfectly honest, I don't think it's not that bad. 
King of England, David Beckham. Uh, you know, my favourite game that uh, me and Victoria used to play was uh, called Virtual Sex. Uh, you know, you'd start by rubbing the ice cube on them and, uh, you know, and then you'd sort of work your way down. I mean, you know, they didn't sell this at the store, but there was a bloke who used to live near us and, uh, you know, he chipped, uh, he chipped Brooklyn's uh, PlayStation 1 and uh, we decided to get that, you know, when uh, he was at his grandma's. We used to sit and play Virtual Sex, my favourite game ever. <laughs> Everyone's favourite twat, Michael McIntyre. Uh, my favourite game, I would say, out of all of the uh, anything, was for the Sega Mega Drive, and it was Sonic and Sonic the Hedgehog. And I remember, um, I, I, if, if you didn't pause the game, you would go out and come back, and Sonic would look at you like you have just done something really awful to him. Like, like you, you've left him with terrorists. He used to look at you by thinking, where the fuck have you been? This is a nightmare. I've been stood out here in the jungle trying to jump over certain things and trying to catch money in midair. You have actually made me wait. You are an awful person. You should have just paused it and not let me suffer in order for me to give you that awful look. There you have it there, ladies and gentlemen, there. An insight into what our celebrities' favourite computer games were over all the years ago and that, you know what I mean? You must be impressed by how many celebrities I know. I'm getting different ones on every week. You know what I mean? I'm not just a pretty face. Just saying. So uh, that, that's that then. Uh, um, well, my good mate, Maller, uh, Julie, big fat Julie's brother, uh, my brother-in-law. Uh, well, so, hey, hey, just, just, do you know what I mean? Just, yes, just don't Julie, Julie, yeah. Our Julie, uh, Julie's brother Mala. He's on on me, me podcast today. But uh, <laughs> you know, you got you got to shoot off, haven't you, Mala? Where, where? Yeah, I've, uh, I've uh, got world prestigious meet to be doing at uh, the Buffs uh, in Stockton. So if you're around for the next ten minutes. Like, get yourself down, because I'm going to get on my bike now. Go down there, and they've got tremendous sausage products uh, ready to be won. Uh, and I believe the key to the door is also up to £62. That's £62. Quid. £62 for key to the door? £62. Quid. It's all happening down at the buffs. I'm, uh, I'm, I, do you know what? When I finish this, mate, I'm going to, I'm going to come down, I'm going to put the torch on, and I'm going to see if I can... Uh, Get me get that key to the fortune, keep the door. Yeah, well, uh, ah. you do right. I'll hold you, I'll hold you a seat at the back, Ed. All right, all right, mate. Well, listen, thanks for coming on my podcast, and I'll uh, I'll catch you soon, Mala. All right, pal. See you later. See you later, mate. Bye. Yeah, we good, we good, uh, we good, mate. Mala there, uh, Julie, big fat Julie's uh, brother. Uh, I know I shouldn't call her that, but you know she doesn't mind because she is fucking massive. Right then, uh, let's see what's up next, shall we? Right then, this is a, a new part of the show that I'm going to try and do each week now where I've put a Facebook post out asking for uh, my followers to just ask me a question. So this is a, a, a little game called Ask Ted. And what I'll do is I'll give you my fucking opinions on stuff and that, you know what I mean, you bunch of dials. So uh, I've got some... Uh, some questions here that I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go through. Uh, right, let's have a look. Here we go. Uh, 
Tom HUFC. Who's the filthiest woman you've been with, Mara? Uh, probably your mum, Tom. <laughs> oh, mum, it's a mum joke. It's a bit early, isn't it? No, um, there was uh, there was this woman who uh, who she, I think she was from the South Bank area called Mucky Mabel, and uh, you know she just had this uh, this this non-stop sort of fascination with. Uh, I hate to say it, but. Uh, Licking my balloon knot. So, uh, yeah, Mucky Mabel. I'll answer that one for you there, Tom. Uh, Michelangelo Ritano, do you clean your teeth with a yard brush? Michael, you cheeky shit with your daft false foreign surname when you're really from Grangetown. Stop pretending you're some type of Latino lover. And no, I don't. I've got a Colgate super brush. And I use Sensodyne. There you go. Okay. Uh, Kay Gates, who's one of my top fans. Hello, Kay. Uh, do you still have tomatoes in your bum bag? Now, uh, this is Kay came to one of my gigs that I did in Middlesbrough at the weekend. And uh, I had some tomatoes in my bum bag and, and some mushrooms and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think it enticed her. It enticed her to want to put her hands inside my bum bag. But uh, no, no, Kay. I don't because uh, tomatoes go off very fast, my dear. So I've had to take them out. So, uh, you know, that that's the answer, that one. Josh Williamson, how fat exactly is Julie, big fat Julie? Um, you know, I, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this, mate, but uh, do you remember the WWF wrestler called Tugboat? Uh, used to go under the name of uh, Typhoon, I think, before he changed it to Tugboat, had a big wrestling match with Earthquake. Uh, she's basically the size of him, but twice as airy. There you go. Uh, Paul Green, did you get your teeth from Turkey? I don't know what you're on about, mate. I'm not Turkish. I'm born with my teeth. Do you know, I, I, I don't understand the logic of your question, mate. you know what I mean? What's going on about my fucking teeth? There's no wrong with them. You know what I mean? The ladies call these the, uh, the, the labia nipper. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Rodney Brown... We got told you're a boring swear word in real life. Is this true? Don't particularly give a swear word either way, like, sure, be honest. Uh, fuck off, Rodney. Uh, Colin Wedge, Ted, the Butter BG, what music do you chill to when you're not watching Muff Island? Um, well, I'll tell you this now, uh, Wedgie. Um, I do like to get down to a bit of the core. Like to get down to a little bit of status quo, um, relaxing, it's nice, can be a bit rocky as well. Uh, big fan of ELO, uh, and uh, I'm partial to the odd bit of Aswad, so and others, and others. Uh, oh, fucking hell, he's another one, Mark Taverner. As if your nipples are older than your teeth, not if you're not born with nipples, Mark, and some people aren't, so you shouldn't be taking the piss out of that, should you? I hope you feel really bad. Sean Hall, I love the air, Ted. I just wish I had some of mine. My question is obviously about the mighty butter. Oh, here we go, Sean. This is more like it, lad. With uh, with Publish T-Rex now gone, are you hopeful and positive with the season ahead? And if you could bring in one player, who would it be? And why? Up the butter. Uh, I'm feeling very positive. 
about the season. I think we're gonna if we get off a good start, we're gonna do all right. You know what I mean? We've got to believe, got to believe in the lads. We've got a good coaching setup now. A couple of players we need to bring in. I think we need some experience, um, and I also think we need some good loan signings as well. I'd like to see that Kenty lad who was on loan at Rangers. I'd like to see him come to Butter because he's aggressive and he scores goals and he's got good air, and I like that in in a in a footballer. And uh, apart from that, uh, probably Gareth Bale. Yeah, I love Gareth Bale if he's going or or near that, near that. Yeah, him. Right. Okay. Uh, Craig Oakley, Ted. Oh, cut you there. Uh, well, it was Julie, big fat Julie. Uh, but since she uh, kicked me out and I'm living on my allotment, um, I sort of cut it myself now. Um, I've got some some blunt scissors that I also use on my parsnips, and uh, it's quite good for trimming my fringe as well. Uh, Mark Phillips, what's your take on the Jaffa cake debate? Cake or biscuit? Well, um, for me. It's a biscuit. It's just a soft biscuit, in it? It's like, you know, when you leave your custard creams out for a few days and they go a bit soft. That's like Jaffa Cakes. They're just soft and squishy, shitty fucking biscuits like that. Um, Chris Libby, are you related to the fella on the Aviva adverts? Yes, I am. It's my brother, Clive. Tom McVeigh, favourite butter kit of all time, Ted. Well, uh, I'll tell you now, uh, Tom, my favourite one is the blue uh, Dickens one. It's like a bright blue. Uh, I think it was from, um, it might even be from 88, 86. I can't remember, but it, that's my favourite one. Um, Graham Ashton, what gigs are you doing around Teesside dates and locations, please? I've just done two, Graham. I've just done one in Skelton, I've just done one in the Borough, and you, you didn't come. So you can, I'll, I'll do some more soon, I promise. Uh, I'm actually up in uh, I'm up in Scotland this week at a club called Monkey Barrel, where loads of famous comedians go and do stuff, and now I'm going and I'm going to go and do some stuff, and they probably won't laugh because they just won't get me jokes and that, but who cares? Uh, but there'll be something coming up soon, I'm sure. There's plenty of great comedy nights in there. Uh, in the borough, um, and uh, I'm sure one of them is going to book me sooner or later. So I'll let you know, and I'll put it on my page when uh, when I don't have gigs. Right, okay. Oh, and Graham, he's asked another one. He's a greedy bastard. Now that you've teamed up with Borough Fan TV, will you be doing fan interviews before and after Borough Games? I'm in discussion with him. I'm negotiating. You know what I mean? I want a curly whirly. Um, I probably want a hooker. And um, a few other things, maybe Bottle of Mad Dog 2020 or something like that, weekly, for me to go and do match day interviews. I doubt I'll go and do the away days because, uh, you know what I mean, I'm a bit of a scrapper and, you know, that's the last thing you want. But when, when I'm on home turf, I'm relaxed, I'm cool, you know what I mean? So I might I might pop down the uh, down the stadium and do some interviews and that, you know, or I might just fucking just walk around the pubs and do it. I don't know. We'll just see. But I'm yeah, I'm, I'm up for doing whatever. Uh oh Tom H U F C he's put he's put a nice comment uh saying Ted Hankey walks on water. I think he he's meant to say walks on water. Uh uh and making me out to some type of Christ like figure. I'll accept that. 
John McIntyre, since your newfound fame and fortune, well, let me tell you now, John, there's no fucking fortune. I've got a little bit of fame. Um, how do you control yourself with all the female attention from some of the world's top models? It is, you know, it is a good point, John. I am a bit of a flange magnet, and that has now gone through the roof since I started doing my podcast and videos and my comedy and my Vodafan TV. I'm getting flange offers all the time, you know, but, uh, you know, Big Julie, Big Fat Julie, she's getting a bit jealous, um, you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. Um, I might have to start just proper booking loads of lasses soon because I'm getting a bit, you know, sick of waiting for Julie. So there you heard it first, Big Ted. She's going to go out there and start doing some booking soon. Um Stephen Davis, does your barber put the ball on your head? Uh, no. Why? Why would he do that? I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Why would he do that? It's not fucking fruit shop, mate. So uh, if he did, I'd knock him out. I'd probably spark him out if he put a ball on my head. Uh, uh, let's have a look. Oh, Mark McTominay. What do you call one of these, Ted? And he's put a picture of uh, what I call a bread bun. Now, some people might call it a bread cake, or some people might call it a stotty, or some people might call it a bun. But I call it a bread bun, because it's a bun made out of bread. But it's a, it's a bit of a contentious subject, that, isn't it? Uh, oh, we good mate, Greg Husband. Uh, class on the guitar, Greg. Uh, you know, uh, can't sing for shit, though. I'm only joking, Greg. You, you, you're a multi-talented, uh, fantastic guy. And he's put, have you ever made love under the stars? Um, have I ever made love under the stars? I've uh, I've made love underneath a few brown stars, um, but you know that was uh, that was a bit of a swingers party that went uh, went a bit wrong in in Normanby. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've done a bit of scuttling outside. Uh, I can't remember whether it was nighttime or it was daytime, but the stars will have still been there, Greg. So um, as I was scuttling deep, uh, I'm sure the stars were twinkling on my fine ass. I've just had one last one drop in there from uh, Stuart Douglas. Uh, Ted Matter, how can I get my wanky southern colleagues to stop calling me a Georgie, even though I'm from the Buddha? Some of them are from as far south as Keithley. Uh, well, what I would do personally without having to change your accent is uh, just give them all a bat. Just bat them all. Give them all a bat and go, don't fucking have that thing, you daft bastard, you know what I mean? And put your worst butter accent on. And then the ones from Keith will go, ah, that, mate, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know you were you were going to be going down knocking out bats and stuff like that at us. I, I, I won't call you Jordy Lad ever again, I promise, I swear, I won't. That's how you do it, they'll shit themselves. So, uh, there you go. And I think, I think that's all of your fantastic questions. Uh, thank you very much for, for taking the time to uh, to post them on my page. I'll probably do this again uh, uh, next week as well. But uh, you know, go easy on go easy on the uh, go easy on the teeth questions. You know what I mean? I used to get bullied at school for having big teeth, and then uh, do you know what I did? I started fucking biting people. Eh? That stone stopped them, didn't that? So, you know what I mean? If I see you out down the town and you give me some jip about my teeth, I'll fucking bite your face off, you know? Eh? Eh? I'm only joking, I'm not really that violent, but uh, please, be, be nice to me. Right then, ladies and 
and gentlemen, it's time for this week's episode of Hit Cop Crime Drama Matter. One man. One T-Sider. One cop. Determined to make the streets of T-Side safe again. Mara. Hey, has anybody in here seen Officer Mara? I demand to see him immediately. Eh? Have you seen him? Have you seen him anywhere? Um, no, I've, I've not seen him. I've not seen him for a few days now. I think he's, um, I think he's undercover somewhere. Right, well, you put a call out and you get him and you tell him that Sergeant MacDonald needs to speak to him urgently. I've got a big case for him. Yeah, yeah sure thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. No problem. Hello? Is that Officer Mara? Yeah, who's, who's this like? This is Sergeant MacDonald, sunshine. Where the hell are you? I've got a big important case for you. I've been trying to get hold of you for ages now, sunshine. I'm on my holidays, mate. Fucking hell. I'm in Benetton. Were you pissed off? Oh. Right, okay. Next week on Mara. I'm back from my holidays and I'm about to go and do some crime solving. But first, I've, I've got to go to the GUM clinic because I've got a bit of an itch off some prosy. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, even uh, even Officer Mallard has to go on his holidays, you know what I mean? And uh, so uh, that'll be back uh, next week, hopefully, with a more thought-out episode when I've got more time to do it proper and that, you know what I mean? But uh, I was thinking it was gripping. It was still good quality acting in there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to catch on, that like. Right, that brings us across to episode three of the podcast, Ted Talks, the Ted Anky podcast. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Massive thanks to me, uh, my brother-in-law, Mala, for coming and helping us out in that, you know what I mean? And a uh, huge thank you to everyone who sent in the questions for the uh, the Ask Ted piece tonight. I'm going to keep that in the show. I thought it was quite good, actually, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, so we're running out about 45 minutes now. I don't plan to take them any more than that going forwards, but uh, if you didn't Enjoying them? Leave us a nice comment, please, on uh, either Podbean or iTunes or Spotify or, or YouTube. They're the four places you can pick up this great podcast. And uh, you know, share it about. Tell tell your matters. Uh, let's let's you no know, let's spread the word. You know what I mean? Because it's classy. I love doing them. They're good fun. Uh, I'll get no money, like, because like each each week I'm sharing this link called uh, Coffee dot co dot uk or coffee dot com spelt with a k 
O-F-I. And it's where you can buy ten of coffee. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, none of you bastards have bought me one. So just check the link out. It's on the podcast page. And uh, I put it on my Facebook post. And just click it, man, and buy us a fucking coffee. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, if you don't, don't worry. Just enjoy the show. Uh, keep tuning and keep sharing. And, uh I'll see you next time, manners. Uh, big thank you to Butterfan TV and Showcase Comedy for sponsoring the show. Of the Butter Believe!